You're listening to episode 16. Hey there, Business Generals family. Welcome to another super episode of the Business Generals podcast where I feature amazing guests and I ask in-depth questions about their entrepreneurial journey. You know, my belief is that it doesn't matter how your journey in life started. It's not that important because great or small, the important thing is how you finish. So whatever your situation today, I want you to know that you can get your hopes up, that you are good enough to chase your dreams. In today's show, family, I dig into how it all started for our feature guests, how they have built their brand, and I even get into all the juicy details about their big challenges, their growth moments, and all their big breakthroughs. So it's going to be an amazing show. I actually selfishly started this podcast because I love to hear how entrepreneurs did it, and I wanted to ask the questions for myself. So really, I am the number one student. So Get ready for amazing coaching tips, family, to help you maximize your business dreams. Welcome and thank you for joining me here on the Business Generals podcast where I chat with amazing entrepreneurs five days a week. Davis Mutabo here, your host. I am super excited to bring you today's feature guest, Mr. AJ Prasad. AJ, are you ready to share your entrepreneurial story? Yes, and I'm happy to be here, Davis. Well, thank you for your time. AJ started his career holding senior positions at Fortune 10 companies where he was unexpectedly fired as head of product development and marketing. After one month of introspection, he decided to become his own boss and have more control over his life. Um, AJ now owns several profitable businesses and is a published author of several books including Local Search, Marketing Secrets Unveiled, and Plant Your Online Biz Money Tree. I am super excited to dig more into your story, AJ, So, but I just want to say welcome to the show. And before we talk business, uh, perhaps just take 30 seconds and tell us who is AJ outside of business. Oh, sure, sure. So, you know, I have always explained to, to everyone that I am I'm a, a dad, a husband and a business owner, <laughs> you know, almost in that sequence. Um, so, so yes, you know, I have a, a wonderful family. You know, I have two adult sons, and uh, you know, one actually works with me, and another one is, is going to become an engineer. So he's in, doing his master's in engineering, and uh, and you know, I have a wife of 28 years. So, so really. Uh, you know, most of the time when I'm not working, I'm spending time with my family or, or planning something, doing some stuff, going out and eating, um, just, just you know, enjoy life every day. Mm, that's great. Sounds like a fantastic family there. So congratulations. Um, how long have you been in full-time business for yourself, AJ? Actually, it is 12 years. You know, we are we will be hitting 13 very soon. So it, it, it's been such a long time that... Uh, I almost, when I look at my corporate life in rearview mirror, it's so far distant now. <laughs> so t- tell us how did that journey as an entrepreneur start for you? So you obviously came out of corporate. How did that happen? So, you know, I, I came to U.S. I'm a first generation immigrant here. So I came to U.S. to get uh, a master's in business, you know, and administration. And after schooling, I naturally you start to work for corporations. So I, I worked for several corporations. I was, uh, I always, I know that I was one of the fortunate ones 
So uh, to to really become promoted very quickly and four or five years into my career, I was already vice president of major corporation here uh, in in the U.S. So you know, I had a very uh, you you can say you know nothing spectacular, but but uh, a satisfactory uh, career. And my my last job was uh, uh, was producing a consumer electronic product, which was going to be in big demand, and I was thrilled about it because, frankly, at that time, I knew more about this product uh, and what the customer wanted, everything than I, I can almost say anyone anyone that I I can think of in the world. It, this was a brand new industry, and so I came up. Uh, uh, Literally had the product defined what I wanted. Work with the engineers to get it launched. And one week after the product was launched, I was fired. Uh, my uh, I was only told that uh, they can take it from here. Okay, so you know, obviously they were unhappy about whatever. Now that product went on to become the biggest hit of that that year in 2003. You know, it got uh, several rave reviews. So, you know, instead of basking in the glory, of course, I was out. Now, uh, when I was, like I said, because I was so well known in that industry at that time, that immediately after the product was, uh, I was fired, literally next week, I was offered a job at a competitor to become their, uh, uh, the president. And this competitor at that time, they were located in, uh, in Auckland, in New Zealand. So I'm like, okay, let me think about it. And I went out, uh, I went, I asked my family, I said, let's go on a vacation. So it's the weirdest thing that you have heard that you get fired and then I, we flew to Paris for a uh, vacation there. And walking there, I was kind of intrigued because I always wanted to become president of, uh, of a country, you know, of a company. And then all of a sudden, here I'm offered, and I was least excited uh, about it. And then it just dawned on me, just walking in Paris, that, you know what, I, I just need more control over life. Because I was not as much upset at the people who fired me or anything. I mean, you know, those, those things happen. I fired a lot of people in my career, so, so it's, you know, those things happen. But I was astonished at how little control I had over my life. I mean, here is something that, you know, that... Uh, is produced. I knew that it was going to be a big success and all this this product, and uh, and then suddenly I'm out of job. So so that that's what really bothered me was the lack of control. So walking there, I just decided that I don't want to go and work for them. Now remember, I had no idea what I wanted to do at that time. So I came back and first thing I did is call the recruiter and said, you know what, I'm sorry, but uh, I have to turn it down. I'm I'm not interested. Uh, and and then I said, what do I do now? Uh, so that's that's when uh, because I knew that I wanted to do something on my own. I just was not sure what. Uh, and uh, and so you know after uh, checking around and everything, I just I was very exposed to the internet world. You know this I'm talking about 2000. Uh, you know four like January of 2004. In those days, believe it or not, in America, many businesses did not even think that they needed a website. Forget about you know digital marketing. But I, but one of the job I had was in the dot com uh, era in Silicon Valley, as uh, you know, for a 
you know, really a web-based uh, product. Uh, so I was very familiar with the power of it. So, so I figured that I'm just going to help businesses uh, get there, uh, help help them get revenue from the internet, which a few businesses had. Now, uh, initially, the people who came to me were all uh, people who wanted to create a web-based business. So, so then there was a dilemma for me. I had not created a web-based business for myself. And I was very reluctant to go out and, and take money. And, uh, you know, of course, I got some, some uh, uh, clients who wanted a website or wanted a strategy and all. So things I was very comfortable with. But I was not very comfortable with charging people to, to, for, to generate their web-based businesses. So I decided that I want to, to create one for myself just to, to make it a guinea pig and learn. Uh, and so that that's how I started a company called GMR Transcription. You know, it's 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 like a basically web-based uh, solution for if you want uh, anything transcribed, any recording from anywhere in the world, you can just you know register, upload the file, and then we had like a list of uh, transcribers anywhere technically in the world. Although we just use the U.S. base, but it could be anywhere in the world. And we we get it done, and in between, uh, so the transcribers like to get uh, like us because they get like a constant flow of work from us. Clients like us because we are responsible for the quality and everything. And in between, we make a, a decent profit. So this, uh, you know, and and frankly, when I created this business, I knew there was a demand for it. But I was, I remember my wife had asked me, it's like, what are you doing creating another business? I'm like, you know, I just say experimental, but you never know, it may make my car payment one day, this business. So that was a kind of expectation I had. And it was just, I guess, one of those needed area where the business just took off, you know, plus our marketing obviously worked. So all of a sudden the business totally took off and uh, hit like seven figures in three years. Uh, or fourth year, it was in seven figures. So, so it was a really interesting uh, experience. Now, of course, based on that, I now I had the confidence, so I started taking clients. Uh, very quickly, I learned that many people, many entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurs are basically entrepreneurs. They just look at the success and they don't realize the, all the steps that you have to take to, to get a success story. They just say, hey, you know, I want to be like that. I want to lay on the beach and uh, count my money, and uh, yeah. so so you know we I and and of course in Southern California just like where you are we have beautiful beaches, so that is the dream of you know a lot of people, and uh, so I I started to focus on small business owners the the people who already had say brick and mortar business and maximize now their business from the internet so so that was it. The, the tweak, and now I'm not saying that we don't do uh, web-only businesses, but I don't like to take money from people who I know will not work out. So we don't. We hardly accept any project. Uh, I think in the last uh, two, three years, I must have turned down like 20 projects, and I'm not taken one because I, I'm totally convinced. Uh, I was not convinced that the you know the uh, the person who wanted to start a web-based business could do it because now I know the, the challenge. Either they don't have enough money or they think it's going to be very easy. They think they have like, oh, I have this silver bullet that 
you know, once I, I, you know, I know it will make work. So now I know how to look at people, know which one work, which will not work. So most of the time I focus on existing business owners and help them on with the internet-based solutions. And then while doing it, of course, I see opportunities for myself, uh, the challenges, and I create products. So for example, I recently created a product called Refugen. Uh, and uh, the genesis of this product came from the fact that uh, many businesses, uh, almost everyone now needs to have great online reviews, right? Because whether you go, you go to a restaurant or go to a doctor or you go to a dentist, whoever, you always check their reviews before you contact them. Uh, so I was, we knew that. So four years, yeah, four years back we started a manual program you know, very tedious, but for the business owners and said, you know, you have to do this because you need to get reviews. Now, what we, what I, I last year, so in, in uh, about this in January of last year, I started to review the results and it, it was so spotty. Some businesses did a great job and, and, and as a result, they were booming. Their online on business was booming. Some business were were so bad that uh, they they were just almost tongue-tied. So all the program that we created for them was just sitting on their back door, back room. They never used anything, and as a result, they were struggling. So so I decided that I have to take the human factor out of it. And that's where we I came back, and, you know, like I said, I've already created products before. So I laid out, a, uh, you know, the whole process, so how do I automate it so that, all the business owners need to do is add their customer information and it will do the rest and, and they will get, you know, on, on a constant basis, new reviews on the, on the internet, on, on all the review sites. And, and this product, this is what uh, we call it Refugen as reputation gen, gen, generation, but it's R-E-P-U-G-E-N. And I launched it with my existing client in January uh, and we had like great success. So once it was so successful, very much like GMR Transcription, which, by the way, has a team of four people dedicated to it, right? Uh, and they run the business. I mean, I spend hardly 30 minutes a week on that business. So I just decided, that, okay, I can make a product out of it. So I had to, you know, the, of course, the engine was there. So I had to put the skin and the language and, and the process and everything. And we launched the product literally like six weeks back. Is called, you know, the website is refugian.com and I have really high hopes. I think that this can be many, many times more successful than, uh, uh, you know, than my transcription business. And in between, I have like three, four other businesses at different stages of their production. Uh, one is already generating, you know, nothing to write home about, five figures uh, uh, profit, you know, uh, but I will take that. Uh, and the one is, is starting and then of course the refugian is there. So I'm, you know, I'm, as I see opportunity because I have a team of developers, I have a team of, uh, marketers. So now if I see a good opportunity, I create it myself. So, so I find it really fulfilling what I am doing now for, like I said, it's 12 years. It's to me is mind boggling. You know, first two, three years was very hard. Uh, you know, we, I didn't know what I was doing. I made a bunch of, you know, mistakes and everything. The 
the only shining uh, star was the, the transcription, GMR transcription, and frankly, it, it did uh, help me sustain because the business uh, started to generate profit from third year onwards. So by the time I was running out of my my resources, you know, I had this business. It was it had started to generate some some revenue so that I could uh, live for another day and. It sustained for a long time, and you know now, of course, you know all my businesses are um, cost uh, cash positive. Well, that's that's fantastic, and I love um, how you have broken that story down for us to really just walk through um, all these last sort of twelve to thirteen years and see where where you're at today. Um, I want to draw your attention quickly to how you made a decision to go into a transcription product because, you know, a, a lot of times you leave corporate um, or you high school and you want to get started, but how did you select that, that niche, um, if you like, and, and how did that thought process go for you? This is, this is a very interesting story. So, and that's why, and, and when you hear this, you'll know why I thought that it will make my car payment one day. I, that was my expectation. So as a marketing, when I was first started, Obviously, you know, I, um, because of my connections and the people who knew me, I got some consulting assignments very quickly, okay, while I was building uh, this business and hiring people and everything. Now, I was a spoiled in the corporate world. I always had, from my first job onwards, I had assistant. Uh, I was very bad at uh, writing. I still type with just two fingers. Uh, so, so you know, uh, in the corporate world, if I had something, I would dictate, and I would have my assistant would type it and all that. Of course, when you start, you are the secretary, you are the janitor, you are the president. Everything is you. So, uh, and I and the other thing I found out is is I have a hard time, I guess, walking and chewing gum. So I could not talk to people, concentrate on the discussion, and and write at the same time their answer. Right, so so I started taking recorders, tape recorders. So I will interview a business owner or the senior executive about the issue, and I will just record it, and then I will listen to it, jot down the notes, and then based on that, come up with the strategy. One particular meeting was the first meeting with the with the business owner, and it went out for seven hours. Okay, so when I came back, I'm like, oh my god, it will take me at least. 20 hours to listen to it and then take notes. So, uh, you know, almost like one week of work just to to uh, deal with that. So I figured I better get it transcribed. See, in corporate world, I just had my secretary do it. So I, I did not even know how, right? So so I started to uh, to look for the, for the transcription and uh, the companies. And there was no process. So first thing uh, I had recorded on a digital recorder. A uh, few transcription companies I contacted. They said, "Can you convert that into on, onto like a, a regular the tape recorder?" And and then in terms of pricing, was totally absurd. I mean, they would tell me, "Okay, it will be eleven cents per line." I'm like, "No, no, no! I have seven hours of recording. How many lines it will be?" And and they're like, "I don't know." So I said, "I cannot give you a project, and I get a." invoice for $20,000 and then then uh, you know there so I started asking no no you give me one price and I would get some ridiculous number like $11,000 $13,000 you know for seven hours of recording so in in my so in the back of my mind and I thought you know 
for the business uh, uh, for the consultants marketing consultants definitely there is a market for it but of course i was thinking it will be a few thousand dollars a month so i was not going to get into that business right so when i had to start a business i immediately knew that there is a market for it right and I, all i wanted to do is is prove it to myself that the system can be built the the file can be uploaded it can be done by transfer and and my in my dream it was going to be all automated of course you know it never happens 100% so i wanted to just count the money just like most of the people i came in but you know it turned out that of course there's a customer service aspect there's a quality you know there's a bunch of other things that you cannot get around it so so that's what i started and when when i started i did some paid advertising on google just targeting marketing consultants so it was even even my initial ad said marketing consultants now you're trans, you know if you're recording your life is easy that kind of thing and to my surprise the people who started uploading uh, registering and uploading files were professors and the business i mean you know it was uh, so very quickly you know i had a lot of uh, uh, lot of files that started coming in now of course i had no process right for vetting a transcriber so whoever said i can transcribe i gave them the work and there was no way of doing qa uh, so of course the first 100 works the only thing i did is i said satisfaction guarantee if for whatever reason you are unhappy i'm going to refund your money because again uh, that is my attitude even today if you go to repigen you would notice that it says that use it for 3 months for whatever reason if you are unhappy i refund your money that has been my uh, my attitude from the get go so the first 100 or so project i just want you to know that almost 90% of them were refunded <laughs> you know on the money and the people who kept it were like very unhappy also so i'm like hey you know wait a minute you know i better close this business because you know it cannot be run at the same time i knew that there was a big uh, opportunity there so then i ended up getting one of the transcriber who was good and uh, so i started using her to uh, you know to to vet and and so she created a process for me okay and and so all of a sudden customers were not screaming now of course you know she was uh, uh, you know for, uh, her thing was that because she was a transcriber so her loyalty was to other transcribers so so she just decided that okay you know i can make uh, 20% profit that should be enough and so she became like a robin hood and distributing uh, to other transcribers now of course as you know that 20% gross profit that doesn't mean that that's the only cost so so i was i had a business that was generating revenue but not, not generating any profit uh, there uh, but again i had no time to run that company so she was just kind of doing it and doing it really half heartedly uh, and and then then suddenly i hired an assistant for myself you know for just like a a friendless person so she started saying uh, wait a minute why do you when you get a phone call for transcription why do you, do you forward to this lady and she was in another state i mean i can answer that i'm like really pretty soon she started answering it the conversion was much higher and then you know like one thing led to another four months later uh she was managing the business this uh, old the transcriber that was originally i had hired 
resigned because she said, I'm not going to report to a 23-year-old lady. And I'm like, listen, a girl. And I'm like, I don't have time for you to report to me. So unfortunately, that's the reality. So, so she resigned. And so this, this uh, person now, of course, she has been with me for nine years now. She just, she just took off and she started managing it so well like a clockwork and then eventually she hired people as as we as the business grew and uh, and I was just involved in and I'm still involved in the strategy and marketing and operationally I don't even if I had to run it today I I wouldn't you know of course all the people know how to do it I have no clue operational you know how it is done so that's how it was built uh, and uh, and then then just having the right person made such a big difference that now every other business that, that I am creating, I am identifying who should be the person who can eventually run it if it takes off. And, uh, and then, then that's how I'm, I'm, I'm operating now for all new businesses. So the two key things that strike me there is, um, or maybe three things. So number one, you were trying to fix a need that you had and that the market couldn't fix. So you made a decision. Exactly. Right. That. And mm-hmm. then, and then secondly, um, you, you, you had a, a people problem. Um, you couldn't, uh, uh, find the people. And, and then number three was systems. Um, so you found systems together. And now I guess those are key focus points for you. And going back to your most recent business, which is, um, Refugee, and you, you found you had a solution for your clients, but it wasn't really ticking all the boxes because it was too manual. And then you worked out, let me go and create a solution. Hundred percent. Yes, that makes that is exactly what uh, what I did, and and I think that the most of the the business ideas that you have comes from that. You know, there is a need, uh, and most of the time, the business owner has faced that themselves, uh, himself or herself, and then said, "God, you know, I I can have a better solution for for this thing," and that's exactly. Uh, what what happened and and we and like I said you know the other businesses I, it's not worth talking right now it's the same thing we I see a need and I'm like you know what I I, I can create uh, you know one thing I'm learning is it's much easier to create like several seven figures business than one eight figure business <laughs> and uh, and and then uh, and and maybe maybe it's because I'm you know, I, I'm really gun shy. You know, I don't want VC money. And so what I'm, I'm realizing that to create eight figures business, uh, it is really difficult unless you have, you know, decent money behind it. And uh, I am at a stage of my life where I really don't have patience for board of directors and, and you know, the venture capitalists and all, all these people. So I'm just, I'm, I'm content with creating you know, several seven figures businesses. And then, then, you know, if, if, if one of the, uh, you know, one of the head of these businesses decide that they would like to take it to the next level and go to VCs and, and deal with that, I'm all game. But I'm just saying that don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to go to the meeting and everything, but I don't want to be operating on a, on a regular basis with VCs and boards and all. I've done it too many times in my life. So you're quite clear on, on, on your, your trajectory. So I want to talk about um, your growth strategy. So when you started um, the first business, which um, is the transcription business, so you, you, 
you put up some paid Google ads, as you said before. Um, how are you marketing now? So, so you see, I wanted to offer uh, my clients. It's interesting. So, you know, I have the digital marketing agency, right? So, GMR Web Team. So, when I decided to offer marketing to the clients, so I obviously I knew how to do uh, paid advertising, Google AdWords, but then I had to hire a team for to do organic marketing, uh, SEO and all that, and social media, because you cannot do that uh, alone. It's just, just not possible. So I built a team, and again, I said, make my uh, website the guinea pig. And, and what happened is uh, for a long period of time, you see, now Google has made, made it sure that you can never dominate for a long time on, on the organic. I mean, I, th- I think that's their basic strategy. But there was a time for like three straight years, I was number one for any transcription-related keyword you could think of. So actually, I had stopped doing paid advertising, and I was totally dependent on organic. Now we do all mixture, but but 100% of this is uh, marketing is done on uh, online. Now, I have been a marketing person all my life, and of course, when I started working, there was nothing like internet. So I'm very well versed with all you know marketing channels whether it's tv radio print uh, whatever but i just decided to focus on online because you know that's that to me that's a growing area everything else is is shrinking and i find it exciting because it's, it's like it's a moving target the new things happening every day so you you know you have to be on your toes and i i like you know i'm i get bored very quickly uh, so so i you know i i like where we are. So yes, you know, we did all uh, digital marketing for that uh, business. Uh, same thing we are doing for Repigen. We will be doing uh, all digital marketing. We have already, uh, you know, uh, formulated our strategy in terms of what we are going to do. And we are going to be doing uh, all digital, mostly, you know, social media, paid advertising, uh, maybe, you know, some affiliate program, but all digital. You know, that, that's what I have done for all my businesses. You know, my, my digital marketing agency, obviously, we did some direct mail campaign and everything because it was more like a traditional marketing, even though we, even the service was uh, was for, um, you know, the for digital marketing. But many businesses would not know to contact you. Of course, locally, when you when you try to, when you look for in Orange County, you're looking for a web design company or a digital marketing agency and stuff like that. Of course, we are, you know, very high Google ranking organically, but we also did some direct marketing to uh, to help that business. So, so AJ, if um, you're looking at your your client landscape today, or somebody somebody's looking to get started um, in in a service offering that can be done fully online. Um, say is working well right now or principally what what are those um, sort of things that they need to be thinking about and the channels that would be effective so it will completely depend on uh, on the product b2b or b2c product or service uh, but but then what so what what you need to do is based on your product and service you have to come up with a very uh, Customize, you can say, for your business, uh, a, a campaign, you know, a digital marketing strategy. And and the, the typical component, so for example, social media is a must-have. 
But depending on your product, uh, it could be a, a Facebook based, it could be Twitter based, it could be LinkedIn based, it could be all of them. It could be just Pinterest or Instagram. So, so really, for you have to have a social media strategy now. But it will again what it will based on your product service. You have to figure out where. And and essentially, it's not that difficult. What you have to do is you have to figure out where your ideal customers are. You know where they congregate, and and then that's where you have to to get involved in, right? So so social media is there. The uh, the paid advertising component is obviously, uh, I like it because, you know, you can very quickly, you know, all you have to do is, if you are spending $2 on paid advertising, so long you are making even $2.10 in profit, you know, you are ahead, right? So so the, the thing is that paid advertising can help accelerate your business very quickly because, uh, you know, rather than wait for six months and get some customers and then figure out what the problem is, if there is any problem, you can do paid advertising, you can immediately, just like we did with GMR transcription, right? So I, you know, I knew immediately after spending literally $500 that I have to have a better system in place, you know, um, because this was not working, right? Uh, if, so, so the paid advertisement helps you understand the customer need and make sure that your product or service is, is, uh, is exactly what customers want. And then, then once you have figured out how to do it profitably, then then it can be a, a constant generator of uh, uh, revenue. And then organic is equally very important because that has of all the marketing, uh, digital marketing, or for example, even other channels marketing. Uh, eventually, the highest return on your uh, digital marketing, uh, 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 highest return on your marketing, it comes from organic. Uh, you know, uh, search marketing. I'll give you an example on uh, on this uh, GMR transcription. You know, I was giving a full blown effort, something that I would charge my customers about six thousand dollars a month today, right? Uh, so, the f- so the first year uh, we did. Now, of course, you realize my cost was not that much, right? You know, because uh, it was my own company, so my hard cost was whatever it was, but. I'm using it as, as a customer, so it would be about six thousand dollars. So the first year we did, uh, first I would say seven months we did, uh, I don't know, like eighty thousand dollars or something. So so you would have spent like fifty thousand dollars and gotten eighty thousand. So so you would probably be a little bit negative. And this I'm, I'm talking about all digital marketing, right? Uh, the the first year, uh, you know, first first six months. Next month the cost was still the same. Uh, you know, which was $72,000 per year, and the business did 200000 So you already made profit, right? Third year, it was the same, 72000 but then all of a sudden the sales was in 600 and something. And, and, the, and, the, and the fourth year, when, when cost was same, 72, but now, you know, the, you know, the profit was, I mean, the sales was like in seven figures already in, in $1.7 million. So, so what happens is in the beginning it is slow, but but it accelerates and the return and and if done right, you know we have uh, clients, for example, who are doing something like twenty five thousand percent return on their investment on digital uh, on on uh, organic marketing. So so all the components are there. You know, I'm I am very 
big on uh, return on investment. Remember, when I was in corporate world, uh, I had a big budget, right? And I had ad agencies that were spending my money, and I was I was uh, focused like a hawk, making sure that uh, I'm getting the return uh, on the money that uh, that I was investing in marketing. So I, you know, I have the same attitude, and uh, and the idea is that you have to test different medium and you have to start to generate a good return on investment. But I always tell people that when they come to me uh, for digital marketing, I say, listen, you should be doing organic, but if you are expecting uh, you want the money back next month, don't do that. Uh, so, so focus on there. Now, people who have a long term, uh, you know, for example, we, just, we signed a, a client about six months back who was spending over $100,000 per month on paid advertising. So they came to us really to manage their paid advertising because, you know, we are also Google Premier Partners. We, we are experts at maximizing the return on the paid advertising for our clients. So when he came to us, I said, God, you know, you, your website, you should be doing uh, organic. He said, yeah, but organic, who cares? So I'm like, okay, how about this? We are going to save you a lot ton of money anyway. And, and, for example, you know, we, uh, their investment dropped from 100000 to 60000 per month, and, and their conversion increased, the number of uh, leads they were getting. So that gives you an idea. So, so I said, you are going to save a ton of money anyway on paid advertising. Why don't you spend you know, five, $6,000 on organic for me, and let us do your social media and, and everything, full-blown. And he's like, okay, if you save me that much, it's a deal. So, of course, you know, first month, we saved them. We started doing that and they are already getting, because, you know, they have a value of every lead, uh, this particular client. So they are already getting like 100% return on the organic uh, investment because, you know, we can track whether the lead is coming from organic or the paid advertising. So they are already getting over 100% return and, and it will just keep on increasing. So, so there is this, you have to try uh, you know, you have to have a, a, a strategy, you try it, you measure it. I mean, the, there's no shortcut. I mean, when people come to me, uh, in fact, recently someone came to me, a chiropractor, and said, you know, can you show me the result in one month? I'm like, I may or may not. But, but generally speaking, you have to give me six months. Okay. You know, three months, uh, six months is fantastic, I can guarantee you, uh, that, that we will figure out a way to generate uh, positive return. But at least give me three months. I mean, one month is I'm just testing. I'm doing A-B testing, doing this, that, and, and month passes by. So, so it, it won't work. So digital marketing is, is a long-term proposition. But someone who is focused on, on return and, and so long they are not locked into, I'm not going to do PPC, I'm not going to do organic. So long someone is, understands that and is willing to try you know, all aspect of it, Generally speaking, within three months, they start to generate positive return on investment, and 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 then then that the percentage return just keeps on increasing after that. So, just briefly, um, organic traffic. What are the key pillars around generating organic traffic? So, you know, of course. To generate organic traffic, uh, there, there are a couple of ways. Uh, one, you have to rank high for the keywords. 
that's the ideal way. So when people are searching for using a keyword, your site pops up and they click, right? So that is one. And the other thing is that, that you are driving what I call referral traffic. So either you are writing article, uh, you know, for, for example, we write articles and our articles get published at, uh, for example, search engine land, which is like a, like a huge portal for, uh, you know, for anything search engine. And so when they write, then when they accept our article blog and they publish it and with the credit, we get a lot of click back, right? You know, when they read that and say, ah, let's check out this, this company. So, so you have that, the social media is another way to, to do referrals. So, so organic is, uh, so you have to get rank high and then you have to get mentioned all over the web, which, which I call, uh, you know, the web presence really. And then, of course, social media. So th these are all driver of organic traffic to your site. That's great. I love that, how you just um, summarized that in a, in a very short way. Um, I want to switch a little bit here, and I want to ask you, um, how do you create a product? Um, so you've identified um, that there's this need. How do you then find a what, – what's your – in a summary, in a – uh, what does the framework say, for instance, when you looked at RepuGen, what, what, what are the key, um, ingredients for you to come up with the product at the back, at the back? Okay. Perfect. So, uh, so RepuGen, like I said, we already had a manual process, right? For which, when someone executed it properly, was getting huge, uh, results, a very good result. So, so my, my thing was, how do I convert that into uh, a software, right? So first I focused on this manual process. How can I automate it so that there is no interaction with human? Uh, so, so, and that was the main engine, right? So, so, so I sat down and I wrote, literally, you can say a, a requirement document that I need this engine that where you know, when you add someone's name, email address, and uh, um, and cell number, it texts you, asks you for uh, for your rating, you know, about their, your experience, and and based on the the rating. So if then then I need three outcomes. If someone says uh, poor rating, which is one to five on the scale of uh, you know one to ten, then then you just say sorry and, and we'll contact you and identify the, the owner, which is what manually they were doing, right? If someone gives you a neutral, which is six, seven, six or seven kind of thing, then you just say thank you very much for taking the, um, you know, uh, for taking the survey. And, uh, and then you figure out what you need to do later on. And, uh, and if someone gives you a positive, which is eight, nine, ten, then thank them and guide them to your review sites and say, could you mind doing it? So this was the manual process, right? So I said, okay, uh, I want to, to get that thing. So, so the engine, so I did that. The engine was built. It was like a very raw form, right? So, I, so then I, uh, since I had some of my clients anyway, so the ones who are not doing particularly well with the program, I said, okay, I have automation engine. So let's do that. And everything was Still, the data was entered manually and everything, but the engine was automated. So I said, let's let's try it and see how it uh, it does. So we tested that. You know, we we had to make some tweaks because you know there were some errors. As you know, it's a program, computer program. So in the beginning, it didn't work. Then we fixed that. Uh, then we tweaked it, and then we started to get some sort of acceptable numbers. So it was, 
eight and a, about eight percent of the people rated the business, and about you know eight uh, percent or ten percent of the ones who rated uh, would end up writing you know doing the reviews. So I'm like, okay, fantastic. So so now the the system is working. It was already much better than what they were getting through the manual program, right? So I said, okay, I, now I have a task. Uh, my first task is how do I improve the conversion rate so that more people will write a review, more people will uh, will rate. The more people rate, the more people will write reviews. So we, we worked on, so that now was a marketing challenge. So we worked on the messaging. We worked on, you know, we tweaks, did a bunch of A-B testing. And, and then we hit a point where the, uh, you know, the rating is more like, now we are hitting like 25% number. 25% of the people who get the message do the rating and then, you know, about same percent are, are doing the review, which is, which is huge because most of my clients are small businesses and if the small business gets even three, four reviews a month, you know, in the beginning it doesn't sound very much, but three, four months later, all of a sudden they are, uh, they are in the in the in the area where most people are comfortable. Uh, for example, a research recently, uh, uh, you know, found out that so long you have ten plus reviews and and they are so and so long they are current, not more than uh, six months old. That's good enough. Pe- people believe that. Okay, you know the consumers. So so now now we have reached a point where so so we hit a point where everything was working and we had a decent conversion, right? You know, we, we are going to keep on trying to in, in, improve the conversion. Then the next thing was, okay, how do I put a skin around it so that anyone can come in and sign up, set themselves up? Because, you know, we had created a setup process and everything, right, in order to, so what you have to do, you have to add this link, that link, you know. So, so now how do I automate it? So once I created it, uh, so so that is how then then we created a whole user interface, what it should be, what you know, and uh, and and so once that was done, then the idea was then we went to the clients and say, give us some feedback, and they said, hey, you know what, I would like to get a better reporting, you know, more robust uh, dashboard. So so we said fine. So we worked on the dashboard. We got their feedback. So now we have a dashboard that is uh, really good and then by no means it is done so we are getting feedback we are improving so this is why how i did it uh, davis because i knew that there was a need and i already had a customer base so i started it now for most of the businesses if they thought there was a need and they did not have a customer then they would have to lay out everything right all the features like when i did my consumer electronic product i had done already a lot of research i, I knew what customers wanted so I made a list of the features, what I needed, how user-friendly and everything, and gave it to engineers and say, tell me if you can do this for me. So, so that is how you, you, will, uh, you will do that. For example, if you thought that, hey, you know what, I want to create a, a process that will automate, uh, you know, review for the small businesses. Then you have to imagine everything. Now, in my case, because I already had so many clients and I already knew what was happening, so I just wanted to make sure that the engine works. And once the engine started to work, so that's when we also, you know, frankly, we, we delayed because the engine was done. And I figured that I, I maybe I should go and get some patent uh, uh, around it. So when I talked to the attorneys, they said, you know what, you cannot even use this engine. 
uh, even without telling the client you cannot use it, so you just, until we have filed the patent. So it kind of delayed for two months, you know, the, the testing it. But after the patent was filed, then we, we already had clients that who only thing that would happen to them would benefit. Now, of course, if I didn't have the client, then what I would have done is, is I would have probably offered them some kind of guarantee that you'll get this many reviews or your money back now and, and you know, or, or something. And I know that I would have probably refunded a lot of money in the beginning, but then I would have learned what happened. Since I already have client, I, there was no need to go through that process. And now, now that I'm offering to the general public, anyone can go and sign up and use Refugen. I already know that they will be getting the reviews because, you know, we have already perfected it. So I'm still saying, hey, you know, guys, for whatever reason, if you are unhappy, in, within three months, you can, all you have to do is just, just tell us and we'll, we'll just, no, you know, we'll just refund it. And no questions asked. Although, you know, we'll just like to get your feedback and say if, if we did something wrong so that we can fix it. But absolutely, you know, guaranteed refund. And that is what I would suggest to people who are creating a new product. You want to make, you know, the, the, the risk of using it, just minimize it. Because remember, if it's not a proven product, then, then people are coming in and, uh, and, and they are, uh, why would they give you money to try? Because they are taking all the risk, right? So you just minimize their risk. And, and, you know, I personally, because that is my philosophy for all my businesses, I, I still have that. It's like, hey, even on GMR transcription, and I, I haven't had any refund request in the last probably five years. But still, if you go there, it says guarantee. If you're not happy, I, I will uh, return it because that's, I'm excited that, hey, I give guarantee and no one is taking that, which means that they are, they are happy. Uh, but, but for uh, when you're launching a new product, it's really important that, that you, you do that. You know, even for my digital marketing, uh, you know, the trend in this industry is that they lock you off for like 12-month contract, 18-month contract, you know, six months, whatever, some kind of contract that you sign up. You know, I just say, you just have to give me one month notice. Anytime you, you say, I don't like you, AJ, just give me one month notice because, you know, there are a lot of things are done that is for next month and, and no questions asked. Now, you know, my, uh, there also, my turnover is, is negligible. I, this year I lost one client who basically went out of business, you know, for some other reason. So you don't lose money. Uh, but the fact that, that we tell them that you, you know, in, within one month notice, you can cancel it. It really helps new people who are coming in because in, in the digital marketing world, they are all, uh, uh, you know, burnt out by this, sign a 12 month contract. They realize that company is not doing anything, but they are stuck because they, you know, they, they have a contract. So, so they are burnt out and, and it's, it's a, a relief. So, so my thing is that you have to, you need to know the pain really and the, the more you know, the better your product is going to be. You'll need to do a lot of testing even after you think that you know everything about your product, uh, the need. Just trust me, there will be uh, things that, that you did not know uh, and the real people once they start using it. Uh, so that is the time when for improvement where if you offer 
you know, refund or, or something, something to minimize the, the client risk, that will help. Now, I, I have tried, by the way, Davis, offering it for free, and I think that it doesn't work. Because when you offer a product for free, you know, for the trial period, uh, they, you know, first thing, uh, free means no value. So many people will sign up. I have tried that also in, in my previous uh, world. And many people will sign up and they will not do anything. Okay, they won't even go and, and use the product. So if they don't use it, I mean, you don't even get the feedback. So I discourage people from offering it for free, any product they have created. But just give them like such a solid guarantee that uh, customer do not feel any risk about using your product. Yeah, now that's a great great take on that. And uh, really love the sharing that you're providing. Lots of value here for all of our listeners. Give us a 30-second look into a day in your life when you started your business versus a day in your life today. So, so when I started the business, you know, all my focus, and it was wrong, all my focus was uh, how do I get, you know, how do I get a sales, right? Not, not how do I get the right sales. So as a result, when, when, when I was, uh, when I first started, anyone who walked through the door, I will, I will accept as a client. And then later on, uh, really I got into, uh, you know, it, it turned out to be one of the biggest, uh, challenge that I faced. But, but now I know who are the right customer for me. I know, uh, you know, what product is right for, uh, you know, right for which customer. And as a result, I, I am, you know, my focus is really, uh, I know meeting the client that, yes, I can help them or I cannot help them. If I cannot, I tell them no. So that, that's the one big difference is, uh, is you have and you, you do it from experience, although I think that you, I could have done some better planning. I, I never sat back and, and thought about my ideal customer when I started the business, which now anyone who starts, I say that's the first thing you should figure out because everything that you do, uh, will revolve around it. So, so yeah, I mean, that, that is the, the, the one big difference that, that I will tell you that I have now versus then when I started. What about in the schedule of your day? You know, I, so that, that's another thing. Uh, because when, I, when you start your business, you're always going to be very busy, right? So, so you, are, you are, like I said, you are janitor, you are secretary, you, are, you pick up the phone, you do everything. So you are harried. You don't have, interestingly, you don't have time to think about business. You are working in your business, not on your business, right? Uh, so, so, so there is no planning. I mean, uh, I used to go into the office uh, in the morning, and I worked from home office So when I started. So I'll walk to my room, which was my home office, and, and literally, I mean, from 7 in the morning till 7.30 in the evening, and it will just zoom by, and every day I will reflect and feel like I have not accomplished anything. Uh, and, you know, and the reason was that, that again, I was alone. I was working too much in my business rather than on my business. Now, as I started to have a team built and uh, so I spend a lot more time working on my business, thinking about, you know, what, uh, you know, what I should be doing even on the weekdays, but especially on Saturday. Saturday used to be my, my day for, uh, mopping up all the, all the messes before. Now Saturday for me is purely I come because my office is closed, so I'm here for five, six hours on Saturday alone. And I really get to reflect and try to figure out what is working, what's not working, and, and 
how do I improve it? So, so that's the that is the biggest difference that you will have as you start to get you know a team to support. And and I my suggestion now is do it as soon as you can afford to. I mean, when people ask me what was your best decisions, I I always say my my first you know good decision was to rent office. You know, it was a tiny office, but rent office working from home. Because you feel more comfortable about inviting people and meeting with them and all that rather than when you work from home. And my, my second, which I think is was bigger than the first decision, is when I decided to hire an assistant for me. And by the way, that was the fifth year of the business. When I finally, uh, a fourth year of the business, when I finally decided to, to hire a, an assistant. And literally the business turned around after that. So um, having a, a team whether it is a virtual team or, or you have someone that can come to your office and everything, you, you know, I, to anyone who's starting, I always say that, uh, yes, you know, I was doing the janitorial work, but guess what? Uh, you know, and I was getting the, you know, so, so for cleaning, you get minimum wage, right? So you, what you should do is figure out where you are, your time, because you are going to have limited time. So where do you spend your time that has the highest value for the business? And then you want to either hire, outsource, you know, do whatever for, for rest as soon as you can if you want to grow. Yeah, that's amazing. I've, I've interviewed um, somebody else um, before who actually said she wouldn't start another business without making hire an assistant. Um, so that's a great, great tip there. Um, AJ, we've come to the end of um, the time, really. I had lots more questions, but um, um, before I ask my last question, I just wanted to really thank you for everything you have shared from your story, from the, the strategies that you're helping your clients with, and um, I really, really respect the work that you have done and for turning around um, what seemed like a, a difficult situation and, and creating it into your dream situation um, once you launched your business. Um, now for the last question, AJ, when all is said and done, what legacy do you want to leave and be remembered for? You know, I <clears throat> this is what I always also suggest to people. You know, I am not really big, you know, in, in terms of legacy. All I want to be known for, and, and I hope that I'm instilling the value in the people who are working for me, is that you have to make sure that you are you are earning an honest dollar. Whatever you are doing, so for the new business owners, I always tell them, listen, make sure that your product has real value for your client. Make sure that, that they are getting much more than what they are paying you in, in return. Because that, that's the only way you are going to have a thriving business. And, you know, if I have instilled that into even 10 people, I would consider that, you know, I have done something wonderful because hopefully they will instill that in 10 other people each. Uh, you know, that, uh, that value. I, you know, I tell my, uh, my uh, employees the same thing. There are times when client will say something and I will accept it. And I'm taking a, a hit, for example, and like, okay, fine, I'm going to wait this thing. And in, invariably, my employee will come and say, this is not fair. You know, what you're doing, I'm like, like, you know what? He's not happy with, you know, he paid us money, he's not happy for whatever reason. I don't want to take money from someone who is not happy. I mean, maybe it is his fault. Who cares? But the fact of the matter is not happy. And I, I, I believe that most of the people are not trying to cheat you, right? So, so that's the... In the in the corporate world, you know that is the definitely that's what you want to do, you know, career about.
Right. Make sure whether you work for a corporation, work for a, you know your own, for another company, or you know your consultant or whatever. Whatever you're doing, you have to make sure that you are giving more than what you're taking. And I think life will take care of yourself. I mean, I, you know, when I was not thinking like that, frankly, but uh, when I look back and I, I, like I said, I had a, you know, satisfactory corporate career. Uh, I was not focused, never focused on how much money I'm, I'm getting or. If I got a new project that I'm not getting paid for this, you know, additional responsibility, you know, I was always focused on giving more, and uh, and and I was excited because, like I told you, I get bored also quickly. So so I like the fact that I'm getting more responsibilities. But yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a big thing. You you just you have to be very honest in your dealing uh, in 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 your professional career. Make sure that you are. Pro- you're producing more than what you're getting, and I think everything will be in in place. That's amazing. And now, what's the best way for people to contact you and to learn more about your books as well? So you know, they can they can of course email me at aj is ajay at gmrwebteam dot com, uh, or they can call me at seven one four seven three one nine thousand. And by the way, if they are interested in finding out more about the Refugian, they can go to Refugian.com. It's R-E-P-U-G-E-N.com. And they can check out. You know, that's it's a new product I'm really excited about. Uh, I think it's, it's going to be to be really uh, godsend for small business owners. Right. Amazing. What about your books, AJ? Uh, so I have the books available right now on Amazon, uh, both books. And I'm writing writing a third book, uh, which is almost done. I'm frankly just sitting on it because I want to read it again. Uh, I've been sitting for two months uh, before, uh, and this is more about entrepreneurs and and uh, what you have to do to start a business. So I'm, I'm basically what I shared with you. So I'm taking my my lessons as an entrepreneur, and uh, and especially the mistakes. So I'm, I'm focusing this book on the mistakes. That I have made, so that uh, another entrepreneur, you know, will avoid that, and that should be coming uh, soon. So I, you know, right now I have just said entrepreneur's guide to success, but I'm 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 still also mulling if I can have a better, clever, you know, title. Uh, so that's that's the third book that will be coming out soon. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out with me and AJ today. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And uh, importantly, as I always say, I hope you can get your hopes up that you are good enough to chase your dreams. Remember to head on over to businessgenerals.com for all the show notes. Just type AJ, A-J-A-Y in the search bar and his show notes will pop up with everything we talked about today. Um, and to connect with AJ, you can find him at his email, aj at gmrwebteam.com or refugian.com. And check out his books on Amazon. Highly recommend that. Um, AJ, thank you so much for being on the Business Generals podcast today and for sharing your story with us. Um, we are absolutely grateful. You are a true business general. Thanks, Davis. Uh, it was good. You know, it was good being with you. Thank you very much. Hey, what's up, Business Journalist family? Thank you for joining me and for listening to the Business Journalist podcast. Connect with me at Davis Mutabwa. That's D-A-V-I-S-M-U-T-A-B-W-A. Connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and you can certainly find me at our podcast blog, businessjournals.com. And while you're there, remember to access all the show notes, a ton of free resources, killer training, and so much more. 
Love you guys. Thank you for joining me. Ciao.